Welcome to the Artemisian. Today I'll be demonstrating the technique of alchemical inner work. Now, if you've been following along for a little while, you'll know that I released an article on this technique in late December. And then based on the interest and the response, I taught a class a few weeks ago where we dove into some of the major ideas behind alchemical inner work, the theory, a Jungian approach to alchemy, the three major steps of the technique. Um, that class is available for replay for paid members if you're interested. And overall, it felt really good to bring this technique and this idea into the world and to practice it with others because for a while, I've had this intuition, if you will, that there was something to be developed with alchemy, first and foremost in my own personal practice, and by extension then the work that I do with clients. It's just sort of been at the edge of my psyche, it felt like sometimes it would just come into my mind and I would feel this very strong draw to want to develop something with alchemy that drew upon the themes and the ideas, the images, the techniques, but made it practical, <laughs> made it something that we could genuinely use in our inner work and self-development, like tarot or dream interpretation. And then finally, things started to come together. Um, so in December, I wrote the guide, I then taught the class, and I'm very excited to announce that I'm now rolling out Alchemical Inner Work as a one-on-one -on -one offering that you can book on my website. So if you've got interest in that, I'll leave more details below. And for today's divination, I'll be going through the technique and showing how it works in practice. Let's get started. If you've read through the guide, you'll know that it starts with step one, identifying the prima materia, which is all about honing in on a situation of life, something that's going on, something that you want to focus on, and then describing it metaphorically or trying to generate a symbolic image, um, something spontaneous when you consider how this situation is described in more than its most literal fashion. And that might be a very clear image, like a burning tree. It might be more of a sensation in the body, like a pressure in the chest. It may just be an environment like walking through a dark cave, really just giving space for a spontaneous image or image-like quality to come up and act as our symbol. That's the prima materia. Now, when it comes to working with archetypal systems in general, things don't always go uh, as planned. Things don't always follow a clean step-by-step -step procedure. And the way that I'll be demonstrating the technique today is not how I've laid it out in the guide, but I, I hope that's actually more useful than confusing because I believe that the prima materia can come to us in many, many different ways. And so sometimes that's by an intentional sitting down and reflecting on the idea and having that image come up. Other times, uh, a, a kind of alchemical prima materia might be presented to us, maybe in meditation, maybe in dreams, maybe in conversation, you just have a sense of something. So one should be open to that. And in my example today, 
I had a dream a few weeks ago that when I woke up from it, I just had this great impression upon me that this was a very alchemical dream. Maybe that's partly influenced by uh, working so much with alchemical material right now as I've been building my class and my offering and things like that, but I'm going with this kind of intuitive sense that the dream images contained a prima materia that I should focus on. So the prima materia might be presented to you in that same way. And what's different then about this situation is that I don't have uh, some starting point in terms of how it applies to my life. So I haven't said I'm having this challenge at work. Now, what is my prima materia? Or I had this fight with my partner and I don't know how to solve it. What is my prima materia? I've been given an image, now it is time for me to figure out what is the situation in my life that this applies to. So I'm going to walk you through the process. We're going to analyze the dream image prima materia, and then I'm going to show you which of the alchemical operations I believe are applicable and how I'm going to apply it more practically. So first I'm going to read the dream. I harvested something from my garden, possibly onions or garlic. The flesh of the vegetable was white and somewhat soft. I cleaned them off, stripped their stalks back, and cured them for a few days. Then I had the sense that I was meant to plant them back in the ground and harvest them again later. So that's the dream. And for me, the entire dream is being taken as the prima materia, There is the environment of being in my backyard, in my garden, so in an environmental prima materia image, there is this vegetable, um, onions or garlic, that is also part of the prima materia. Um, So I kind of take that entire image. So that's, you know, point number one, maybe, or a tip is that, you know, the, the, the way that Psyche images these situations to us Sometimes it might be just like one single thing, like a burning candle, or it might be a really rich environment with a lot of different dynamics going on. So be open to that possibility. In this case, I have a prima materia image, and it's time for me to identify which situation of life that this is speaking to. And as I reflected on it and journaled on it and thought about it more, For me, I have kind of felt that as I have uh, kind of been moving closer and closer to the new year, so probably from like the fall or so of 2023 into 2024, that there's really this deep sense of a change in my life that I, I feel like I'm on the cusp of a new chapter, not just a simple one feels big, feels very, very profound, and it's still very unclear what it means, what um, is coming, what it's going to entail of me, but a new way of being, a new chapter, new dynamics, and kind of tying it back to the fall came up for me because I actually built uh, a garden in my backyard and planted a entire bed of onions in the fall. So through association, I am drawn to that time of my life and thinking about what has been planted 
at that time, what I have kind of sowed into the ground and what I hope to harvest later on, possibly mid-year or early summer. So that's kind of my first clue for me about what this might be speaking to, what was going on at that time, how I kind of felt this anticipation of change happening in lots of different areas, not just one. So if I kind of take it as a commentary on this shifting tide happening in my life, this new chapter, I really think about how um, I'm growing these dynamics in the garden of my psyche and these onions, these garlic, whatever they are, it's important for me to kind of interact with them. And of course, this kind of goes against the rules of gardening. When you plant something like an onion, you actually don't harvest it, pull it out of the ground or do anything until it's fully ripened. So there's something really interesting here that is being presented to me. This is where the kind of analysis of the prima materia or step two comes in. We have to look at the qualities of the image, what is going on. Well, I pull this onion out of the ground. It's full of dirt, of course. The flesh is white. It is somewhat soft. Like if I pressed into it hard, I, I would just destroy it. It's yet to fully form. It also has these many layers of protection, if you will, like the this the stalks that I strip back. So there are all of these qualities going on within the, the dream itself that I think are important for me to recognize because they lead to action in the dream. I go through a cleansing process. I clean off the dirt. I strip the stalks back. And then I am meant to cure them for just a few days and then plant them back in the ground to further grow, to further gestate, and to be harvested at a later time. So when we look at these qualities that are present in the prima materia, that they're was uh, a cleansing that was needing so something was dirty that the material itself didn't have solid form and that it also had kind of many layers that I was stripping back we then can begin to uh, contemplate what are the steps how do we work upon the prima materia this is step three so based on establishing a symbol or an image the quality is we then draw upon alchemical operations and consider what their practical application is so there are three different operations that i um drew from this dream image and my general advice maybe for kind of early stages of working with this technique is just to choose one but very often the images are so multifaceted that they require multiple operations and if you can hold that complexity that it needs maybe both the fires of calcinatio and it needs the dying process of the mortificatio then yes you can explore multiple operations at once or you can start with the one that maybe seems the most necessary but I'm going to walk you through all three and why I chose them so the first step that happened after I pulled the onion from the ground was that I cleaned it and I I can't recall exactly in the dream how I cleaned it but the 
the, the flesh of the vegetable was just completely white. And so there's something about this stripping back of the layers over and over again and the cleaning that didn't just feel like, you know, I dusted off the dirt that gets me into the alchemical operation of 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 the repeated cleansing ablutio so this is where um, the material is subjected to multiple washings over and over again to purify so it washes away the impurities there are these gradual cycles of renewal this kind of rinse and repeat methodology and so cleaning the the material is something that is being implied here and for me, when I think about what is the practical application of this, um, I think first and foremost, there seems to be something about it's important for me to check in partway through the growing stages. So I have pulled the onions out from the ground. I have uh, this cleaning process that's going on. And I think for me, it implies that it's it's really quite important for me to keep whatever is growing in my life for it to maybe have uh, the best chance at growing and fully maturing. It's not a process that I just ignore. It isn't a plant it and forget it process, which sometimes can happen naturally in our lives. You know, we have a goal, we maybe take one step or we make one change. But the ablutio says, if you want something to mature, if you want something to purify, if you want to see it really change, it requires repetition. It requires that we keep checking in to see where it's at. And if it's gotten dirty, which, you know, what is the dirt? I don't know, maybe it's like this emotional dirt, it's uncertainties, it's trepidation, it's questioning, it's fears, it's boredom, it's, I don't know, any any and all of those things. And the ablutio allows that to be cleansed away, not necessarily to just, you know, bypass that experience, but I think to to sit with it and then integrate it and go through the purifying process, which is to say, okay, I've got all this dirt on me right now let me clean it off. Or I've got all these fears right now. Let me check in with it. And rather than just allowing the dirt to build up and to build up and build up, we cleanse it off and then we keep moving. In alchemical manuscripts, Lucio is usually symbolized by individuals who are washing things, washing dishes, washing laundry. So it kind of connects to the seemingly menial, mundane, everyday responsibilities that we have to upkeep the cleanliness of the home, cleanliness of our clothes, cleanliness of the body, this has a psychological equivalent. We also want to keep up the process of checking in and cleansing the psychological space. After the cleansing, the dream image showed that I was meant to cure the vegetable, which is an actual practice. When you harvest onions or garlic, you hang them out to dry, and this helps extend their shelf life. Usually you don't strip all of the layers and the stalks back. That's not what you do. But there's something about the need for me to expose the kind of vulnerable inner center and then to drive off that moisture to allow it to be exposed to air to pull the emotional qualities out and maybe to view them through a kind of 
I don't know, mindset of air, which to me is a little bit more of that zoomed out rational approach. It's the thinking style to be able to contain and to uh, consider what's going on so that we can meet and understand the emotions without being fully overwhelmed by them. And I think, especially for me as a very classic feeling type, I can just be very in my emotions and not stepping away from them. So to me, this is an invitation towards the qualities of air, towards giving a little bit of space of processing emotional dynamics that might be coming up that um, could potentially spoil the vegetable or the seed of these changes, if you will. So evaporatio, aka evaporation, um, is that process of um, subjecting the material to heat, or air and letting it dry out. So that is another operation that I'm needing. And I think for me, that is the process of continuing to be observant, journaling, speaking to others about what's going on, what I'm noticing in myself, how I'm feeling, and not just stewing in what's going on. And when I'm feeling maybe stuck, when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or stressed or fearful about some of these changes that are happening, it's about airing it out letting yourself talk about it, letting the dynamics express themselves so that they don't become moldy, if you will. So evaporatio operation number two. The last one that I draw from the dream image is that I have to place the, uh, the vegetable back into the earth. It is not fully formed it's quite soft to the touch and it's very clear that if I was to try to utilize it in any major way right now, it, it really wouldn't work. So the, the seeds of these changes in my life are not uh, fully manifest. They are soft. Maybe they are prone to injury. Um, and for it to be fully developed, it needs to be placed back into the dirt back into the fertile ground, which made me think of the earth operation, coagulatio aka coagulation and this is all about allowing things to solidify allowing things to have definite form uh, from something soft and supple it becomes more stable it allows things to become more concrete um, for things to become a true reality and for them to have firm enough foundations and boundaries that you can work with it and i think for me this feels partially like a future operation if you will i can't force these seeds to be fully mature yet and to me the quackulatio is almost like um not a warning but it kind of feels like a bit of wisdom that i need to hear which is that if you want these seeds to fully uh, grow into a form that can be stable enough for you to work with in your life in all of these different areas you have to give it that time you can't have that expectation that just because a couple of shifts were made or just because there's an intention doesn't mean that there is going to be in the immediate moment a fully manifest uh difference that um, makes me feel that yes this chapter has closed or yes I have a great new attitude towards this dynamic or yes I'm definitely following my schedule every single day you know whatever it might be to me it counsels patience 
um, to me, it counsels the, the, the timeline, the slowness, and allowing these things to develop as they need to and to keep doing those previous two operations probably, right? So keep cleansing it, keep checking in, allow those things to dry out and let it continue to form because once it does, it will fully coagulate, it will become stable, it will be something that you can utilize because it has foundation, it has structure. And if I go back to that original situation that I feel that there is this new way of being, so emotional dynamics shifts there in my attitude, some changes that I'm making in my work, in my schedule, in my ability to draw upon my creativity in certain key relationships. If this new chapter is happening in all of these different areas, I can't have the expectation that that change is happening immediately. And if I do, I I, I think I, I truly not only maybe even slow the process down, but I might unintentionally sabotage it in some way. And I think it's easy to do that when there's so much hopefulness or we're looking forward to something or we're really looking for there to be a development when we feel like we're still in the same place. Um, it can be very disheartening. But one thing gardening, the actual act of gardening has taught me is to observe nature in its own cycles, which for the human psyche is sometimes very difficult um, to truly submit to. If we want something, we want it now. Rather, what is the rhythm of nature? When I plant the onion sets in the fall, I do not harvest them a week later, a month later, even two months later. It won't be probably till early summer. So how do I temper my expectations? How do I counsel myself to patience and allow these things to grow and be aware when I might have too strong of expectations where um, I might be getting too much into that emotional dampness and then go through those operations of cleansing and drying out so these seeds can truly grow into what they're meant to be. All right, so that's uh, a little bit of a demonstration of alchemical inner work. I think there's much more that can be drawn from the images in terms of ways that you can apply it practically. There might be daily things that you might choose to do. It might just be reminders. I think what's cool about this technique is it can form to your unique situation. And my idea behind it is that we begin by establishing a prima materia based on its qualities. We are going to kind of intuit or figure out what kind of operation it needs, what kind of alchemical operation it needs, then we are going to say, okay, you know, the practical application of this is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then next time we're going to, you know, check in with that because that practical application, whether that is just a, a check-in, whether that's a daily practice, um, whether that's the way you set up your day or your schedule, in theory, it should begin to alter, shift, change, impact the way that that prima materia is sitting within you. 
And over time, we will, you know, with each session, we check in again with that prima materia. We see where it's at and then which particular operations it's calling for. And we'll be able to track how it's transforming and how it's developing and how to get to a place of resolution, integration, arrival, clarity, understanding, whatever it might be by following these threads of alchemical insights, you know, so we apply a more practical approach, but we do so based on a symbolic operation of alchemy. And we are able to contextualize something in our life that might feel difficult, that might feel heavy, that might feel out of grasp by giving it the container of an image and a symbol, which is extremely powerful. And then we track it over many sessions and see how we can keep developing it. So that's the general idea of alchemical inner work. If you want to learn more, uh, there's many resources. So you can check out the alchemical inner work guide here on the Artemisian. You can upgrade and watch the alchemical inner work class, uh, or you can book a session with me. I'll leave all the information down below on that. Thanks for listening. See you next time.